This is the podcast for June 10th, 2011. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Newt Gingrich Campaign Press Gang Station Wagon, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. And you know, the good news on the job front is Newt Gingrich is hiring. Yes, <laughs> boy, is he ever. <laughs> you're just like, if you're an out-of-work prostitute <clears throat> who can't get, you know, who can't work up nickels, you know, flying. Oh, dancing. Yeah, well, tug jobs on Archer Avenue at 2 in the morning. Oh, crying out loud. Then, then, I, then Iowa awaits you. Yeah, you then, can spend the next six months of your life in Iowa, which apparently Callista Gingrich had no intention of doing because she had cruise tickets. Or, in the words of, uh, I believe it's uh, the music man, you really ought to give Iowa a try. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would rather be cruising along the Greek islands, so. Oh, God. And what I want to know is, Drift Glass. <laughs> yes, Blue Gal. <laughs> really, in the grand moral scheme of things, what's yeah. worse? Is is it worse to be caught tweeting your peenie or to be publicly outed as being pussy whipped by Callista Gingrich? Uh, all right. I want to be very clear about this. <laughs> I want to be very clear about this. If there is a grand moral scheme of things, I'm so fucked you won't believe it. <laughs> so that being said, the, uh, the grand moral scheme of things is what we make it, Blue Gal. We are yeah. here to in, we are here to impose moral order on a chaotic <laughs> universe. In other words, we are here to invent a moral order in a non-moral universe. I see. And I would say pretty easily uh, being pussy whipped by your third mistress wife there. Unless you're paying her a lot for that, and that's your thing, um, is really bad. Mm-hmm. Is because it, it, you know, Anthony Weiner basically, you know, this is the last time we're going to mention him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but it, just as a as a uh, an example, a compare and contrast, if you will, um, you know, he handed dirty pictures around of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I'm so. Oh, you know. And in 1901 in Iowa, that might have been shocking. Mm-hmm. But this is 2011 in America, and but New Gingrich, I mean, really, you know, how big of a douche are you that you're gonna vacate, you're gonna blow off your own campaign to sail away to a tropical island paradise with a little lady, and then let her let her run your campaign, and then watch as your entire campaign staff public. This is all public, you know. Yeah, this, yeah. this happens Walks in out. private. This happens in private all the time. This happens yeah. in private corporations, you know. Sure, somebody time. just decides to leave. When yeah. everybody decides to leave at once. Or the boss's <laughs> spouse, because let's face it, it happens with men and women, yeah. is a psycho. And you can't mm-hmm. stand working for them because it's they're the power behind the throne. Yeah. They're nuts. Yeah. But when this happens publicly to someone who has so ritually humiliated himself like every 18 months for the last 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> uh, although I think the funniest thing I heard about it was probably Dave Weigel. Um, who said it's essentially a countdown to to some pundits saying, well, you know, Ronald Reagan lost a lot of pundits in 1980, and he won. So, Because no matter how badly a Republican fucks up, some will point to some Republican somewhere in human history and say something similar happened. So he's not out yet, Blue Gal, remember. Well, and, and that, Rachel Maddow made the point, she's made this point before, too, that when he finally does pull out of the race, 
it will be a fundraising opportunity for Newt Gingrich. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll turn a buck. He'll on. put a, he'll put a donate button right under his withdrawal speech. You know he will. You know, and and, and that's just who he is. Yeah, and we all know he's a known quantity, and that's who he is. And I, I I'm a little I'm operating a little bit in the dark, a little bit in the blind here today because I'm. Uh, I'm back at uh, the undisclosed location at my mom's house. Yeah, the Burbs, and uh, uh, just to let everybody know, um, we're recording this on Thursday night, um, and I'm recording it here because uh, we had to put my stepfather in hospice tonight. So everybody knows sort of what that means, and there's no need to dwell on it. But um, it's been a tough day and a tough month, a couple of months, many mm-hmm. weeks for for family. Um, one of the things that's been a constant and a pleasure, Blue Gal, has been doing this. Yeah, and and just I just want to put down my vote for hospice care because mm-hmm. the experiences that I've had with hospice for family members is once that decision is made, and I know your stepdad is is very ill, and he's also mm-hmm. very old, and it's mm-hmm. a very sad uh, river to cross to get to that point, mm-hmm. but. Making the decision to land there on that shore is a very intelligent decision. And every experience I've had with hospice staff and the hospice, the opportunities that I've had to to observe hospice have all been very positive, both with mm-hmm. family and friends. So yeah. I, wish your, I wish your stepdad peace, and I wish your mom peace. We're certainly praying for her. And, yeah, uh, well, and, and I've, I've seen this. Um, I had a family member... Um, my dad, actually, not not my stepdad. My dad go through this um, in exactly the opposite way, horribly, horribly mismanaged, horribly mishandled, mm-hmm. taken out of my hands and my family's hands. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is this is where the theory of public policy, <laughs> you know, actually intersects with people's lives. This is yeah. very, like oh, what yeah. we talked about last week. You know, with with meds under mm-hmm. Medicare and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. You know how how contingent so many people's lives are uh, on. Good public policy. Yeah, and how yeah. if one thing fails, everything collapses. My stepfather is very lucky in the sense that he has been in the hands of really kind, wonderful, um, decent, um, caring people mm-hmm. who are professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is because you know, this is the ultimate Democrat, little D Democrat. Death is the ultimate Democrat. Mm-hmm. Comes for everybody, mm-hmm. and we're all going to face the end of our lives. And the ability to do it with dignity and the ability to do it with family members present and with uh, a, a respect um, is something that is worth paying for. Yeah, yeah. It's it worth, worth our society paying for. Absolutely. Paying for. And it's worth, you know, and, and any encounter. This is, And you can sort of take this out a little bit further into um, all medical encounters and really all – anywhere government intersects with your life – it's usually designed to make your life better. It's usually mm-hmm. designed to improve education or improve the environment and done by people who are by and large professional trying to do good for the rest of their society. And this is sort of where we are. You know, we believe in that mm-hmm. basically down in our bones. That's what we believe in because we believe we're all human beings. We all deserve to live in a clean world um, with <laughs> good education, decent roads. And clean good- drinking water. And good care, yeah, and, and that we should all pay our share to make sure that that happens. Well, and that segues into one of our topics tonight. That's that I just want to say very briefly, which is mm-hmm. you have in the past three months or so uh, 
in a very loving way, gotten me to take better care of myself, mentally and physically. And I thought about that today as you were calling me during the day to tell me how things were going in transporting stepdad to hospice and Mm -hmm. how important it is for the United States of America to take care of itself. (laughs) And not in an isolationist way, not in a nationalistic way, not in an only look inward sort of way, Mm -hmm. but... You know, the United States and our society can't go into hospice. We have to keep progressing. Yes, we do. You know, Fox News consciously translates investment into bad government spending. Right. When it doesn't benefit Republican candidates. Mm -hmm. Personally. Personally. Or corporations. So. We've also talked about, and and this really does go to the general, to the the very, sort of lofty idea, but the, the real idea of the body politic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we've talked before about our media being the nervous system mm-hmm. and how our nervous system is screwed. I mean, we are having this, this sort of retrovirus approach to media where our nervous system, our, our, our immune system, our, the, the thing that's protecting us, detect, detecting and protecting us from bad things in the world, that's our media, supposed to be anyway, has turned against us. Is yeah. deliberately feeding us crap. Mm-hmm. Is deliberately pe- mm-hmm. de- feeding us Anthony Weiner. Is deliberately lying to us and keeping us entertained because that's what the market will bear. Yeah, and deliberately having Andrew Breitbart on their network. Yeah, not Fox, CNN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and interviewing him as if he has something to contribute. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that his, as John Stewart called his Kanyeing <laughs> of the. <laughs> yeah. Of the Breitbart, uh, Breitbart Kanye, the Wiener um, press conference yeah. was it. I don't know why, but it really immediately reminded me of Merchant of Venice. Oh, in what, what way? In in the sense of my you know Shylock. No, Shylock demanding respect. Oh yeah, yes, yes. And everyone looking at him like, but we know you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, you, you forget we know. You forget you. that we yeah. know who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it it's a tragedy of that kind of proportion. It rem, it also reminded me of Bill O'Reilly, who is a tragic figure in that same mold of I could have been Edward R. Murrow, but he forgot that Edward R. Murrow was a principled person to begin with right. and, <laughs> and didn't sell out those principles to get on television. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so once you've done that, Bill, you can't then become a great newsman. That That is cut off from you, for, from you forever. 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 I mean, and, I mean, and Breitbart's the same way. Sold your soul to Satan, and all of a sudden you want to be... Yeah. On the on the right side of things and have well, respect from people, and you're never going to get that. Whether no, you're right my, or wrong about Wiener has nothing to do with that. Well, and and let's face it, Wiener is a, a minor story mm-hmm. about a guy who who showed you know other people dirty pictures of himself or or salacious or suggested pictures of himself. Never touched anybody. Never broke any laws. Never broke an oath. Never did all the things that people use as a fig leaf to talk about Bill Clinton's penis. Yeah. This is just pure salacious 
voyeuristic. Yeah. And and the guy deserves to be kicked in the balls. Let's face yeah. it. He deserves, yeah. he deserves to be slapped I'm, around. I'm furious hand. with him. I mean, he yeah. lied to Rachel Maddow for crying out loud. Yeah. Cry, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there is, is there a, a crime higher in civic? No, there is not. <laughs> in secular socialist no. usurper America? No. Lying to Rachel? No. That's it. I don't want to say unforgivable because that's one of the problems I think this week. Yeah. Is we liberals are a very unforgiving bunch. I always and someone someone uh, on my email thread said something about I'm so tired of liberals holding their thumbs out and then all just pointing them downwards like the in the gladiator in the fight with the gladiator that the entire crowd you know puts thumbs down just for the hell of it just yeah. to be entertained yeah. hatred judgment that we that we on the left because we're right about everything all the time right. are extremely judgmental people <laughs> I always said, I know I've said this to you before, but I would forgive George W. Bush everything if he hadn't stolen those two elections. (laughs) Yeah, but for those. But for those, he'd have a pass, but. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, we are very, um, um, I say take a lesson from me and Lawrence O'Donnell. You know, oh, um, take a lesson. Take a lesson from <laughs> you the, two. I, have a lot in common, actually. I, when I, I and when I, I, I discover he's a Scorpio too. I'm like, oh. oh my god! And I, I'm not a particular astrology believer, but no, I but Irish. I see a lot of myself. Yeah, uh, Irish some. burning stare, and and you know, drift glass. The yeah. one thing that this Wiener story uh-huh. exposes in the media. Is those media personalities who've had great sex and sex yeah. play, yes. who are not impressed with us, like Lawrence O'Donnell, and those who have not, like Chris Matthews. You know, that's, that's a really good observation. <laughs> that's a really – this is clear evidence. Oh, it's just too. a line. Like, Well, no, no the, we don't rehearse this because <laughs> we talked about it. But I have to say, Blue Gal, you're quite right about that. Yes, um, you and you and Lawrence have uh, you know your way around. Uh, you don't you don't need to use Twitter to find your way around a woman. We don't go. Ooh, <laughs> no naked body parts. Oh my god! Oh, that's just, no, no, no. It's more you know, like I, come I, over here. We're gonna watch a little Rachel Maddow. <laughs> come on, come on. Come and on. by the way, we have a message for the Daily Show. Yes. Yes. We don't have sex during the Daily Show of in, in any variety, no. you and I, because that's work. We have to watch the Daily Show. Yeah. Time- We're bloggers for crying out. Yeah. yeah. We're doing a blogger style, my friend. <laughs> oh, God. We're doing a bloggy style, which is, you know. Not bloggy doing, style? Bloggy style, which is doing, not doing it. Well. I can't wait for the Photoshop on that one. Well, it's, it's it's the absence of sex because you know, nothing going on because we're watching because the most important thing in comedy is timing. Yeah, you can't and, miss a joke. I mean, we've got to watch. Yeah. We got to know what he said so we can yeah. blog about it the next morning. Yeah. But watching Rachel Maddow is in our house a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and getting back to. <laughs> All right, bitter, I'm not getting Irish silly men, here. You know, yeah, bitter, yeah, bitter I'm Irish hot men. I'm sorry, but, Lawrence O'Donnell is freaking hot. Yeah, well, yeah, I, to, I, my, to my mind, but you know, then again, a, he no. does remind me of you. So he's got that thing. He's got that. He's got thing. that thing. He's got that the nasty. He's just and got I, it. And I'm not going to talk about because he seems a little cold and aloof and distant to me. He seems he's a gentleman who will dine alone a lot. I think. Um, but <laughs> in the rain, I, I have no fucking clue. In the rain, it'll be but, very poetic. But here's the thing. 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm pretty sure he probably weighed in on the episode of The West Wing called Dead Irish Writers because that okay. just seems like something he Oh, yeah, he would do, yeah. Um, but the second thing is the slow burn. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it, it, you know, we are at least, at least the folks, and I hate to ascribe to an entire, you know, group a certain character trait that I simply happen to carry, but we are very slow to anger. But when we do, oh my God, it is mm-hmm. the wrath of fucking God. It yep. is, it, it, we will rain hell on you and we won't stop until there's nothing left Mm -hmm. but we'll give you lots of warning you know just ask david brooks (laughs) if you keep this shit up i'm going to destroy you Mm -hmm. if you please stop doing this please stop doing it and the ninth time it's like a a brick falling off a table yeah there's no curve to it it just boom so you know this is the advice to our, our liberal friends out there is look be a little bit slower to anger yeah you know, be a little bit more count to ten temperate in in the fights you pick, and and the, oh my God, have you heard the latest outrage? You know, that's fine. That's 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 your morning coffee. That's mm-hmm. what gets you going in the morning. But please, just don't get so you know execution style crazy over everything. You know, there is there are gradations of well, evil. and that's part of taking care of the body politic. Exactly, and exactly. your role, our role, everyone, everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice our role as progressives and activists is to spend your energy wisely because yeah, it's a marathon <laughs> and get some rest yeah it is a marathon it's not a sprint absolutely so long, long, and, and there's a lot of outrage there's lots to talk about there is. and and there's and i i'm not going to spare any pity and we were just no. a couple minutes ago for andrew breitbart but you yeah. can look at him and say here is a guy who became because, you know, Mike Wallace, I think, was a game show host before he became, you know, a talk show host. And he interviewed all kinds of people. So you can start off your career as a weatherman, as a whatever. Um, Keith Olbermann was a sports broadcaster. Yeah. You can start off doing lots of other things and become the serious, you know, intoning voice of journalism. That's fine. God knows you look at my past and I'm not the serious intoning voice of journalism. But I have a writer's past, which mm-hmm. is I did all kinds of crap, including the stuff I would rather people not know about. So... Would not, anyone that knew you when you were twenty be surprised that you're doing this now? Probably. I mean, they, really? They, well, some of them are, would be surprised I'm alive. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I have my um, high school reunion this summer, which I'm not going to because I have a very good excuse. But um, yeah. the 30th high school reunion, you know, people talk to me on Facebook and so forth, and. No one is surprised that I'm a liberal podcaster <laughs> blogger. It's just like, oh yeah, of course you are. I think people might 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 be surprised that I have gotten um, as sort of um, in in a sense, and this is completely contradicting what I just said, and I realize that. But you know, I so I contradict myself. I contain multitudes. I'm, I've gotten a lot more un, uh, unforgiving of certain ideological positions. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot less willing to listen to people who hold – who are Fox viewers. Yeah, yeah. Who vote Republican because so much has passed between 20 and 50. Yeah. So many opportunities to observe what a complete fucking disaster conservatism has been and, and abandon it in good conscience. You know what? I was, I was a fool. I was, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. But if you're still a conservative after 30 years of watching that movement just – shit itself, burn the place down, run in circles, and blame liberals for everything that they do. If you're still in that movement, I don't have any forgiveness. Well, and I find it really ironic that certain quote-unquote centrist pundits 
mm-hmm. on the news these days are now talking about regular Republicans. Yeah. yeah. And, no. you know, like, who are those people? Because yeah, Show me. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they are Blanche. Well, you know, regular Republicans <laughs> do believe in science. Yeah. It's like, oh, you mean people who've just been asleep for the past 30 years and vote R out of habit. That's who you you're mean, talking about. You mean fictional – well, you, you, what, who, you mean, um, you mean uh, Arnold Vinnick, the imaginary Republican that, um, that uh, they had to invent in the West Wing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, you mean the, that reasonable Republican that they got Alan Alda to play in that yeah. fictional show about politics because there aren't any of them anymore. You know, they're yeah. gone. And the, you know, the, this imaginary conservatism of your, of your past that never was, this imaginary. And anytime someone tries to become that in real life, they're killed. Well, yeah. Rush Limbaugh destroys them. Yeah. Cause he and, and runs eight, the Republican party. And eight out of ten times, they will come crawling back on their belly to kiss yeah. his ass. Yes, they will. And that's the Republic, and that is the real Republican party. And here's, and here's the, the, the minor pity, the, 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 the tiny tragedy of Andrew Breitbart. Mm-hmm. You can start off your career as a, any kind, anything you want, but you can't go face first cannonball into the cesspool of journalism. Immediately. I mean, your first thing out of the box is I will side with right wingers and I will become a complete reactionary, destructive, lying dude. And I, yeah, I will destroy through lies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I will, I will keep bobbing and bobbing and bobbing my, you know, for turds in the, in the cesspool. And, and once out of all that crap, I will come up with a dime in my teeth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now will you respect me? No, because you're covered in shit, and you yep. always will be. You started yep. off that way. That was your choice. You didn't have to become this person. You chose to because it's a quick and easy way to fame and fortune, and that's who you are now. And maybe 30, 40, 50 years from now, if you atone for your sins, stop doing this bullshit, apologize for it. That's really important, and and go in a different direction. Maybe then. But but you're the you're the hooker who shows up at the social event thinking that you're the wife and you're not, and nobody in the in the in polite society is going to have anything to do with you right. because you're covered in shit, Breitbart, right. and you goddamn well know it. And you were going to make a, a allusion to oh yeah yeah uh, there, there's a I, thank you blue gal there's a, a, a almost perfect analogy except you know the, the guy in the story is more powerful a, a character out of uh, um, the Fountainhead called Gail Wynand. Who is a uh, newspaper mogul, and you know has has the best apartment, wins the girl, and he's his contempt for humanity knows no bounds until he meets Howard Rourke, the idealistic young architect, and and takes a shine to this young man because he's the only person he's ever met who is a hero as far as those guys concerned. A typical Rand Flat story, but Gail Winan runs this massive newspaper, and he believes he sincerely believes he shapes public opinion. But really, all he has done to get to the top of his profession and make himself fabulously wealthy and powerful is to pander to people's absolute lowest instincts without shame. Because mm-hmm. he hates people. He has contempt for people. So he feeds them shit and takes their money and laughs about it all the way to the bank. And at some point, he forgot that he doesn't control them. He panders to them. He gives them what they want, but he doesn't control them. So when he tries to turn public opinion – in the in the good cause of defending Howard Rourke, the mob turns on him because in the end he didn't control them at all. He used them, he rode them to power and fame and fortune, but he didn't control them in the slightest. And that's Breitbart's problem. He is feeding really loathsome, sick, 
fucking lying douchebags on his site and in the Republican Party what they want to hear. They want to believe that these evil Negroes are really running the Democratic Party. So let's take out uh, Shirley Sherrod. Let's take out Acorn. And if we have to lie to do it, fuck them. It's, it's for the good of the cause. But the minute he tries to turn that around and say, see, I, I, I've been swimming in, 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 in the sewer all this time, but I found a nickel. And and come out to polite society and say, and look, now. it's legal tender. Look, yeah, look, 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 it's real. It's yeah, real. This, yeah. this one, this one isn't a lie. Um, his uh, not only will polite. Oh, and then he started lying more though. I wanted to do this for his family. Yeah, fuck you. I wanted to. <laughs> you just sit there and go, come on, honey, honey, stop while you're ahead. But, but that. But the thing is, polite society will have nothing to do with them. Yeah. Never will. Yeah. Right. Nobody's going to take them seriously as anything other than a than a, a, a procurer and a whore master. Mm-hmm. However, if he ever does actually turn a corner and try to take his mob of douchebags and meat sticks with him, oh, they'll, they'll turn on him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Have you been to? Have you been you to know? the comment thread at Big Government? <laughs> oh my God. In yeah. the free republic? Have you been? Do you know these people? Yeah. Andrew, have you met your public yet? Because yep. you're in for a hell of a surprise, my friend. I want to close tonight, and we're going to close early. Next week's podcasts are going to be a little different because we are driving oh. to Netroots Nation, and I am driving up to the Chicago area with the kids and spending the night up in that greater Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, we'll drive up to Minneapolis. And we're driving through Madison, so we will be shaking our fists in the air in solidarity with Madison and fight the power. <laughs> and uh, we haven't even talked about Wisconsin. We haven't talked about Florida. We have, there's a lot we haven't talked about tonight. But um, we are driving through Madison on our way to Netroots Nation. Uh, but we'll be at Netroots Nation next weekend, and we will be podcasting from Netroots Nation uh, in snippets. So keep your iTunes uh, connected to that, there will be new podcasts periodically throughout the weekend, and they won't be as edited and as polished as <laughs> you're used to. But we're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna uh, wing it and and let you know what's going on there and what we've learned and and what we've gotten out of it. We're looking forward to it a lot. We are, and uh, we want to thank you all for helping us get there because uh, those small five dollar contributions they make a huge difference throughout the whole year for us it in is. terms of paying our podcast costs and. Uh, showing support for us, but particularly during this most recent fundraiser for um, gas money for Netroots Nation, um, you guys have been great, and uh, we're very grateful for every small contribution that's been made. A couple people gave more, uh, but those $5 contributions are really what make all the difference for us, and we're just so grateful to you. Thank you very, very much. In closing, we want to let you know about our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. At that website, you can listen to past episodes for free with no download and no registration. We're also on iTunes, and we love our iTunes listeners. If you go to our podcast at the iTunes store and scroll to the bottom of the page, there's an opportunity to rate and review our podcast. This helps us get the attention of the iTunes people, so feel free to do that. (laughs) We thank you. We're also on Facebook, and as of this week, there is a link to our Facebook page at the bottom of our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. And I want to thank listener Kevin for 
sending me a tickler on that <laughs> via Twitter and saying, you know, you, you really don't, you should put a link to your actual Facebook page on your website. I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. So it is there now at the bottom of our website page. You can go over to our Facebook page and feel free to like that page on Facebook. Uh, we also post the podcast there weekly. So if you spend a lot of time hanging out on Facebook or want to leave a comment about a particular podcast, you can do that at our Facebook page and we do get those. So thank you very much. And if you don't mind, I, I'd like to also put a, an apology out there too. I have been a woefully bad correspondent over the last week or 10 days. I'm a You've been normally kind of busy. really bad correspondent, but I've been behind a big ass firewall most of my days and been doing other things as you might needless guess. to say yes so, so but uh, my apologies and i will get to everyone i promise i'll get it to everyone just and you got we got a letter in the p.o box addressed to you this week yes that you're awesome. going to answer and we we were excited to get that because the <laughs> memo was from what super collider the uh the um large hadron collider yeah somebody the, at uh, mit Wrote that, you, <laughs> and that was cool. <laughs> my re- my readers, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it because you don't use that kind of language in normal polite conversation. But it was that large, kind of um, swirly, slithery, coppery, or rather uh, shiny thing, silver, yeah, that I had on my banner, which is just way cool stuff. And that's the interior of that collider. And I got a letter uh, from a person who works there, um, works at, at at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, which is just tickled me to death yeah a handwritten and, letter in the p.o box for that from mit that is really cool uh-huh. so thank you for writing and uh drift class will be writing you back i absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely will if, if hitting the keyboards wasn't just kind of lead weight right now i do it right now i'm yeah. just a little uh little little behind but i will get ahead and i will uh and this is just a generic one but th- and thank you for sending that little uh souvenir from the actual site yeah that was way cool. Anyway, I just want to get that in. Yeah, no, that's a good aside because we should thank that letter. We love snail mail as well. And finally, at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, there's an opportunity for you to pitch five bucks in the hat to support our podcast work. You can do that two ways. One is electronically from our website, or you can send a check to our P.O. box. Uh, you can also send snail mail to our P.O. box. Uh, that is listed at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com. If you like this podcast and want to thank us for it, five bucks yeah. is a great way to do that, and we very, really appreciate it's it. It's very tangible, and it it, uh, it gets it's a vote of confidence, and it yeah. makes a huge difference to us. So thank it's, you so much. It really does. How are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, the Internet Kitties have a question, Blue Gal, which is why, since times are so damn tough, we don't have a CCC and a WPA in this country. Well, that's easy, Internet Kitties. It's the GOP. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2011, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.